SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to tell you this story. This is huge for us. Um, I'm going to tell you how we are taking back a country, and I'm going to tell you we work in the country of Haiti. So we have orphanages, schools, churches, uh, transition home in Haiti. And Haiti is on fire right now. You might not know this, but right now, as we're speaking, as I have this bottle of water in front of me, there's no water in Haiti, no food, no grocery stores open, no banks open. And all of the roads are blocked. And when you have, we have six locations in Haiti and thousands of children that we're serving and it's in a hot mess. And so, you know what? We've been trying to figure out a way. We've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been praying and fasting and trying to figure out a way to uh, fight back with the gangs. Literally, we've thought of every single way we could possibly do this. And then something happened. Two weeks ago. So, or whenever, maybe three weeks ago. So, three weeks ago, I went to Atlanta because I wanted to have lunch with a friend of mine who happens to have a son that is very famous. He's on our website, Saturday Night Live, Kenan Thompson. So, Kenan's mom uh, and I were having lunch, and my full intention to go to lunch with her was I wanted to her to get me tickets to go to the Emmys because her son was hosting the Emmys. And I was like, I mean, hey, we're friends. I'll be your plus one. Let's go to California and go to the Emmys, wherever they were. So I had lunch with her and uh, even brought some dresses down for her to try on and all these things. And uh, finally, at the end, I was like, so are we going? She was like, Linda, I don't know how to tell you this. She goes, but he hasn't even invited me yet. I was like, what? It's <laughs> ridiculous. And so uh, that was my whole intentions of going to Atlanta. However, I have another friend, uh, Dr. Trudy Simmons, who is the executive producer and director of an amazing television show. It's on all of the same networks we are. You'll have to see that. She's unbelievable. And it's called The Christian View. And I knew she was taping that day. And where she was taping was about eh, two minutes from the restaurant I was eating at with Kenan's mom. And so I had told her that I was going to run through Chick-fil-A and grab her a salad. She loves, I knew exactly what she wanted and I was going to bring it to her. But I talked to Kenan's mom for so long, it was too late. So I got back on the highway and I headed north. Well, I made it about two miles and I heard the Holy Spirit say, turn around and go back to the studio. Turn around and go back to the studio. And so I said, no, I'm not turning around and going back to the studio. I don't want to go now. I'm going to be late. I got to get home. I literally argued with the Holy Spirit for like seven miles. I argued with the Holy Spirit. And finally, I was like, okay, fine. So I got off of an exit, did a turnaround. Now, this is on a Friday. And Atlanta traffic on Fridays is insane. I go back and I walk into the studio at exactly the moment that they're break, I think they do like five shows. They're breaking in between shows. And my friend Trudy is there and she's like, oh, hey, Linda. Oh, Linda, let me introduce you to the, um, I don't do Trudy very well, but she's beautiful and blonde. And she says, uh, let me introduce you to the to Steve. She said, Steve is going to be our, our next guest. And I was like, oh, okay. She goes, come on in the green room. Um, we've got books and steaks. And I was like, 
steaks because I love steak. I was like, I just ate, right? So I don't know if I really want some steaks. And so I, I look into the green room and there is this box full of these, which are tent steaks, right? And I'm like, okay, well, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So do tell. And she's like, come on, Steve, we got to go. We're about to go on air. And I was like, well, just give me the Reader's Digest version. So Steve Hemphill, who has uh, a website, you can look him up and we'll put all of this in the in the chat. But anyway, Steve Hemphill takes the next two minutes and looks at me and says, well, this guy called me one day and said a friend of his was going to kill himself. And he wanted to know if I would be willing to go pray with him. And so when I was walking out to get in my car, the Holy Spirit told me to grab some tent steaks. And I was like, that's weird. He goes, I know. And throw them in the car. He said, so we went over, we met the guy, the guy's name is Bill. We met the guy, Bill, on his property. And Bill said, there's demons on my property. And Steve said, I'd never dealt with demons before. I didn't know what he was talking about. I had no idea what to do. He said, but I got those steaks out. And I said, I said to Bill, look, before you kill yourself, let's just take these steaks and let's write some Bible verses on them. And let's put them in the four corners of your property and tell the demons to go. And Steve said, and I have no idea where that came from. He said, other than I know in Deuteronomy 6, they marked out the land. He said, so the guy looked at me because I think he thought I knew what I was talking about. And he said, okay. He said, so we put the stakes in the ground. He said, long story short, because we didn't have a lot of time. He was trying to tell me the whole thing in an elevator speech. He goes, long story short, we literally put those four things in. We went, we prayed, we said the Bible verses. He said, and Bill didn't kill himself. He said that the next day, he felt like all of the demons were gone. Bill was not a Christian. He became a Christian. He and his wife are now serving the Lord, and he is going around telling his story. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And about that time, Trudy came in. She grabbed Steve. Steve hands me, oh, I've got the book in the other room. Steve hands me a book. It's called Prayers That Satan Hates. And he says, go ahead, take some steaks. So I grab four steaks, throw them in the car, say goodbye to Trudy, get in my car, and I have an hour and 45-minute drive home. So during that hour and 45 minutes, I start, I look this guy, I'm like, he's, this is crazy, right? I look him up on YouTube and I start listening for an hour and 45 minutes. I listen to story after story after story of places that this guy has gone and staked out. A story about a town that had a huge crime rate and that he and a couple of his friends got together at the town had three entrances. And they went and they staked the entrances without anybody knowing it. It's not like they had did a big hula about it. Went and staked out the entrances. Had six. Now, now they're using these stakes, which is a whole long story about that. But these stakes have all 16 verses embossed in the tent stake. They go. They say the verses. They pray and ask God to take back the land. And these incredible things happen. So in that particular town where they had had crime increase, 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 increase for 14 years. A year after they staked out the land, the, the town, the entrances to the town, the crime rate dropped 45% after a 14-year increase. Stories about a teacher 
who deals with students who are autistic. And the teacher went and put the stakes, unbeknownst to anybody else, put them in the classroom. And children who couldn't even say the numbers 1 to 10 within two days are counting to 100. (laughs) Stories of fraudulent uh, voting that was taking place in a town. And a woman who actually not only had the verses, but literally wrote on her stakes, no fraud, and went and staked out the voting booths. And the next day, the head of voting registration resigned. And the next thing you know, within two days, all over the newspaper, it talks about the fraud that was in the voting booths. So I'm listening to these all the way home, and I'm thinking, this is insane. I mean, is God's word written on a tent stake that powerful? How, how is that possible? And about five miles before my exit, that exit 173, I hear the Holy Spirit say, you know, Linda, you've been trying and coming up with and thinking about all these ways in the physical for you to take back the country of Haiti, you know, to fight back with all the people with guns and how to get the people with guns out. And and I literally heard, this is the answer. And I thought, yeah, but how in the world will we be able to do that? How can we partner with this guy? How can we reach out? Would it be like if you buy a stake, then you sponsor a child or you help an orphan? Or how in the world is this possible to, to connect this? And I, and I could not wrap my mind around it for the next two days. So I, uh, I, I reached out to Trudy. I couldn't get Trudy to respond back to me. I wanted to reach out to the Steve guy. So I literally just Googled and I emailed Steve Hemphill and I said, hey, my name's Linda Gunner. I met you in the green room real quick the other day. At the, at the, he's in Texas, right? We're in Georgia. Met you in the green room. I don't know if you remember me or not, but if you, I, I'd really love to talk to you about taking back the country of Haiti. Here's my number. Well, three seconds later, I get a phone call. And Steve says to me, <laughs> what do you do in Haiti? And I said, well, we have an organization there. We've got six locations. We have a hospital. We have a guest house. We have uh, churches. We have schools. We have a vocational school. I said, we do pastors conferences where we have a, a minimum of 1,000 pastors, sometimes 995. I think we're at our last conference. I said, we, uh, he said, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, no, I'm not kidding you. I said, why? He said, I've been wanting to stake out the country of Haiti for years. He said, but I've never been able to find anybody that had enough connections around the country to do the whole country. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm your girl. I am your girl. So the next thing I know, we are on his website. We have 1,200, is it 1,200? I can't remember how many uh, stakes we got. Because here was the deal. The Monday that I spoke with him, the following Tuesday, I was leaving to go to Haiti because I can't, I couldn't go out into the country of Haiti because of the unrest. But we had another child that was coming here to live with a host family and they were going to bring him to the airport to, uh, to drop him off with me to bring him home. So I wanted to get these stakes before I went that Tuesday. He was like, no problem. I'll get them shipped to you. He got them shipped to us. He put us on his on the on their website. This was all within an hour. And so I w- ended up going to Haiti. 
So I go to Haiti and I fill up my entire suitcase with these steaks and uh, have them all in bags uh, for, for the leader of our ministry in Haiti. Now, we've been in civil unrest and under gang control since actually before July 7th of 2020. July 7th of 2020 is the day that the president was assassinated in the country of Haiti in his own bed, in his own bedroom, in his own home. They came in. Since that time, Ariel Henry has been the prime minister and who has been in charge of Haiti. He hasn't done one thing. Matter of fact, he, the current prime minister, was implicated. We still don't know who killed Jovenel Moise. We don't, we don't know who killed the president. But uh, the current prime minister has been uh, implicated in that, in that murder. We've had the head of our Beauty for Ashes jewelry line kidnapped. We've had the head of our vocational school kidnapped. We've had uh, our ambulance, the physical ambulance itself from the hospital, kidnapped. But the head of our ministry has not been touched, okay? His vehicle has been stopped, but never with him in it. He is who can't, he, Pastor Maxo, is who came to the airport to, to give me, to deliver the child that I was bringing back here to America, right? I take the stakes, we put them in his vehicle, I bring my suitcase back. So I, I had left the stakes and some dresses for, I think we had six new girls join our orphanage that needed little dresses and, and socks and different things. All right, I leave the airport in Haiti, fly back to Fort Lauderdale, and from Fort Lauderdale to Atlanta, and do a two and a half hour drive from Atlanta back to my house. And I got home before Pastor Max O got back to his house, which is a one hour and 15 minute drive from the airport in Haiti to his home. He was stopped four times in four different manifestations. They tried to burn his car. He and his wife had to hide in a gas station for three hours. He ended up having to abandon his vehicle. He had to pay money to get past some of the gang stops. He's never dealt with any of that before. The spiritual warfare that took place the moment these, and, and let me tell you too, on the way to the airport, what we went through, uh, the COVID test that was required that was not listed anywhere, the fact that we had to change my flights. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. It was as if Satan knew that finally we had found an act of faith that was going to go along with our prayer that was going to remove the evil from the country of Haiti. And he was fighting back to us every single way he could. So nine and a half hours later, Pastor Maxo finally makes it back to his one hour and 15 minute drive to his home in Haiti. And he gets there uh, because I was trying to stay in touch with him, but because of the Internet service and the fact that he was (laughs) trying to be quiet and hide. (sighs) When was the last time that you had to? When was the last time you had to hide from a gang member? That, that, that's the level that we're at in Haiti right now. So when I say that we have been searching for answers to take back this country, I want you to understand the level I'm at. And for some of you, you may be like, I don't give a dang about Haiti. I don't care about Haiti. It doesn't matter. But you know what? The prayers of the girls in our transition home, Mommy Linda, 
just please pray that God will make me invisible so that when I go out, the gangs will not take me, rape me, hurt me, kill me, or shoot me. Our pastors, can you imagine if you're on here and you're a pastor or a pastor's wife, but can you imagine being the pastor of a church where when your people are coming on Sunday, if they can come, that their cry to you is, we have no water, we have no food, we have no gas. We don't know between here and back home if someone's going to kidnap us, kill us, shoot us. I mean, it is it is a level of living that... That in America, I don't, I mean, I know America's got a lot of unbelievable jacked up things happening, but we've been dealing with this consistently now for over a year. And so when I say I've been looking for a way to take this country back, I mean it. When Pastor Maxo got home that night, he was, of course, exhausted. So the next morning we started talking again and I said, listen, I've given you the, I've sent you the, uh, the format, and I need you to get this out to all the pastors, and now we need to move forward. And so I sent it to him. Well, guess what? It's in English. <laughs> pastor Mike so said, Mommy Linda, my pastors are not going to know what it's saying in English. You need to have it in another language for me. So I reached back out to Steve, and I'm like, Steve, I wouldn't imagine that you have your pamphlet in any other language. He was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We've got it in Spanish. <laughs> I was like, okay, but Spanish is not going to work for French, right? So listen to this. Within the next uh, two days, in two days, we had this pamphlet, which explains the whole process of staking out your land, translated into French and translated into Creole. And guess what else has happened now? Now, remember, this is because I turned around on I-85. <laughs> now, Steve Hemphill on his Active Faith website has an entire international page. And every single language you can imagine has the following. God is a protector, a shield, a refuge, and a savior. 2 Samuel 22.3 My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, and the one who saves me from violence. That's what we're dealing with right now. Ezra 8, 21, 22. I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. Some of you will remember the story I told you about. We couldn't get the 18-wheelers through with the containers with all of the food on it for our kids. But God promises he'll protect our goods as we travel. God's hand of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. Job 1.10. All these verses I'm reading you are the verses that are on the stakes. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. Job 11.18. Having hope will give you courage. Having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and you will rest in safety. Psalm 7, 1. I come to you for protection, O oh Lord my God. Save me 
from my persecutors. Rescue me. Proverbs 35. Every word of God proves true. You know, we either believe it or we don't, right? He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Isaiah 33, 21. The Lord will be our mighty one. He will be like a wide river of protection. That's what we need right now. Listen, a wide river of protection that no enemy can cross, that no enemy ship can even sail upon. Jeremiah 1.8, and don't be afraid of the people, for I'm, I'll be with you, and I will protect you. Matthew 26.53, don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly. Mark 6.20, for Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Luke 4.10, he will order his angels to protect and guard you. John 17.11, Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. Acts 26.22, but God has protected me right up to this present time. So I can testify to everyone, from the least to the greatest. 1 Peter 1.5 And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power. What does it take? What is it dependent upon? Our faith. Let me tell you, let me tell you how much faith I have in this act of faith that we're doing. We have placed our Christmas mission trip back up on our website. Right. So I'm I am recording this in October and we are believing that the moment that we have set aside to put every stake in the ground, that the evil is going to stop that. So it's through our faith. I'm going to stand on my faith that we are going to move forward with this. Nehemiah 4, 9. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. So does the Bible talk about that we have protection? Does the Bible talk about that we can have a, even a river that our enemies can't cross? Does the Bible, does God's word promise that if we take refuge in him, he will protect us? Does he say he'll be our shield? We physically need exactly what those 16 verses. And are there a thousand more verses in the Bible? Absolutely, yes. This just happens to be the ones that you picked. I want to go ahead and show you this just so that you can see the brochure. And I want to say this out loud. There is nothing special about this. That is why the very first time that Steve Hemphill used his tent stakes and just happened to write something on it, it was literally his faith. His faith in what? A tent stake? Absolutely not. His faith in the Word of God, right? So this past Sunday... At one of my husband's very favorite churches, because it's our, our one of our churches that we've built from the ground up, literally bought the land, the whole nine yards, and Love Him, Love Them is fully responsible for the church at DACO. And I'm going to see if Michael can maybe show you guys some of these pictures, because this blows my mind. So this past Sunday, 
Pastor Maxo, all of those tent stakes that I took two weeks ago, he handed those out in the church of Daco. And so he sent me pictures this past week of uh, him handing them out to the congregation. And the very first picture that I saw with a man with his hands like this, I looked up and I just, I glanced at the picture. The whole church was full. And when I looked at the picture closer, the man sitting there on the bench with his hands up was Jeremy. Jeremy is the voodoo priest that we led to the Lord on Christmas several years ago on one of our Christmas mission trips. He was, he was the instigator of evil. He, we, we, you'll have to read that story. That story is in our book called Choir of Angels. You'll have to get that and read the whole story of how, how we were able to lead a man to the Lord that even the pastors in Haiti were scared of. Uh, he, nobody would, would reach out to him. Nobody would go near him. And yet the Lord allowed my path to cross his and allowed us to lead him to Jesus Christ. You talk about a miracle. But when I saw that full circle and I saw him reaching for the word of God to stake out the property and the land of what he used to be one of the main leaders of, I thought, this is the answer. God's word is powerful. God is still on the throne. And what if that last verse I read in 1 Peter, what if that is what it's really been taking? What if it's taking? If God's been waiting on our faith, and through your faith, God is protecting you by his power. What is God waiting on your faith for? What promise has God made you, but he's waiting on you to believe it? He's waiting on you to act. What is it that you're doing that your prayers just aren't enough, or something is happening that is hindering your prayers? We've got several YouTube videos on that. You can, you can see that and find that. But where is your faith? Uh, if, you're, if you were fighting against gang members with guns, would your faith be in your ammunition? Would your faith be in your guns? Would your faith be in the police? Would your faith be in the United States sending the United Nations in? <laughs> where is your faith? Where is your faith for your marriage? Where is your faith for your children? Where is your faith for your family? What, what, what is your faith in? Because God's word tells us that it's through our faith. You know, we just did another show about miracles. And, and Jesus said, I couldn't even perform any miracles in my own town because there was no faith. What miracle is it that you need that God has waited to perform it for you? Because he's waiting on your faith. So I, I just wanted to share with you tonight about my meeting with Steve. You know, I, I talk a lot about being quick to obey, even when we don't fully understand. The whole time the Holy Spirit was telling me to turn around, I thought it was to go to Chick-fil-A and get, and I still was disobedient. I never did get the, the Chick-fil-A. I just went on into the studio. But if I had not listen to the Holy Spirit that day or been five minutes earlier or five minutes later, Steve Hemphill would have been gone and we would have missed this whole opportunity. God has, it says we can make all the plans we want, but the Lord has our steps ordered. He has all of our divine appointments set up. 
Trust me, I, I run into them every day. I just want to encourage you today that if the Holy Spirit's telling you to do something or go somewhere or turn around and go back, I'm going to ask you right now that you have faith in that voice and you do it. Don't forget, it's our job to love Him and love Him. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.